0: Back to another non-wrestling-related episode of Board Guy Rambles into Phone. Uh, this one is going to be dedicated to Star Wars and Star Wars alone. I talked about it a few episodes ago, but I only talked about it for ten minutes or so. And now that episode nine is out, I should probably just talk about it. And I I'm not going to just talk about episode 9. I think I'm going to talk about the main series as a whole. uh, Because why not? Uh, Because it's basically done now. I'm not going to talk about Rogue One or Solo. They're part of the story, but they're just still kind of side stories. And I don't really feel like talking about them. But I feel like talking about it... Uh, I guess to get my thoughts out, I don't. It talking about Star Wars these days is a struggle because just so many people like to hate on it now, and it's it's rather upsetting for various reasons. I mean, I mean, hating on it for various reasons. I mean, there's some who love it, there's some who hate it. And I've come to the realization that, as someone who is both also a wrestling fan, that Star Wars fans are and wrestling fans are a lot alike. They love these things, but they also hate it, hate it so fucking much. And I I'm starting to wonder if Star Wars fans are even more toxic than wrestling fans. Because it it definitely can seem that way. I mean, every, everyone knows how much of a fan everyone knows what the fan reaction to the Last Jedi was, and there's some people who love it and some people who hate it. So, and I mean, we'll get to it. It's, we're not starting with that, but it's made. It's really difficult for me to even want to talk to other people about Star Wars and to even want to know what anyone else's opinion is and I've come to the realization that at this point the only person in opinion who's only person's opinion on Star Wars that will ever matter to me now at this point is my own because everyone else has such varied opinions whether something's good or bad and even even though I love pretty much all of them, I'm they're not perfect, obviously. There's problems with them, but that doesn't awesome doesn't make them not great. And none of them except for part a couple of the prequels are anything but great. Like and at this point, they everyone has just decided that they hate the new ones so much that they just look at any of the new ones, looking for things to hate, without even realizing how good it actually is. They're just looking for things to hate to nitpick and not not just so they have reasons to not enjoy it, because that's basically what it is now. Not not looking to have a good time. They're look The people who hate it just go to see what what they need. They need to see what they need to see, so they know what they they need to complain about at this point. Because anything like outside of the criticisms I have for it, like anything else, like I think mean, like the other criticism I see that I don't agree with is so like beyond. I, I just don't understand. Like, how did you reach that conclusion? <laughs> because they're all great movies. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. One, two, and three, some of them are alright. But that's it. But we'll we'll get to that later. I mean, everyone. So we're gonna start with four, five, and six because they're the originals, and everyone loves the originals. I mean, they might they might not love all of them as much as they love them, the first one or the second one. They Might not love the third one as much, but whatever. And because I'm old enough that I I started with the originals and cuz i'm i'm starting to talk to more people now that are about that are wrestling fans or star wars fans or what that also that started to watch star wars what i mean they're 10 years younger than me you're about 10 years younger than me 5 to 5 to 10 uh so they started to watch with the prequels and that it's hard for me to wrap my mind around that, because I, did, I have a much different experience, and I'm like, I I don't know, I wonder how that experience would be, like, that's not an experience I'll ever know, because obviously I didn't grow up then, like, I, I, I was born, and they were all, ar- and four or five and six were already on VHS. I don't know, I don't remember the first time I watched Star Wars, I don't remember, I I know that I love them, uh, episode, like, the original Star Wars is always going to be my favorite one, episode, A New Hope will always be my favorite one, no matter what, as much as I love other ones of them, uh, we're not gonna go too in-depth with them, or anything, uh, yeah, but the original one is my favorite one. Uh, I guess I'm not one really one that likes a d- like dark or bad guy endings kind of like because uh, I know Empire Strikes Back is like everyone's favorite Star Wars movie and and it's just not mine. Out of the original trilogy, honestly, it's probably my third favorite one. Because I would probably like Return of the Jedi more. Everyone hit like there's a, I know there's a, a bunch of people who do not like the Ewoks. I'm just like whatever. Uh, but it's just like oh, Luke. I remember everyone's just like Darth reveals that he's his father. It's like yeah, okay, that's. Crazy the first few times you watch it but after you watch it like a ton of times uh so I don't know how many times I watched it before the prequels came out in 1999 or anything like that but it was one of my favorite movies and series uh so uh I guess we're going to spend more time with the prequels and the newer trilogy just because like, those are the ones that came out while I, while I've been alive. So I have more experience talking or like as a fan of it and talking to other people about Star Wars about the new, the ones that have actually come out, obviously. Uh, Now, Star Wars Episode One came out in two, in 1999. I was 12. Yeah, I was 12. And okay, so obviously now, like 32 years old, I I know everyone regards the prequels as, or a lot of people regard the prequels as awful, and so on. I I saw this movie in theaters 11 times, and I loved it. I was 12. Keep that in mind. Uh, so, it was at least 11. I could be misremembering, it, it could be higher. I just, I know it was 11, because I start, I remember, I started counting. Like, I remember, I remember the first day I went, I, I I don't remember every, like, every single time that I saw it, but I remember I saw it, uh, I went with my dad, uh, I went with him to, uh, because he did, he played racquetball, like, once a week at a YMCA, and I went with him to do that, or I went with him there, and then we went to the movie after he played racquetball for an hour but for some reason i have that memory anyways uh love the movie again saw it 11 times we're going to call it 12 times cuz when it got re-released in theaters with like extra footage however many years back again however many years back that that happened i saw it then too so we're going to have to call it 12 cuz i still saw it again just cuz it was in theaters and i love star wars so at least twelve uh, these days, I would call it the least uh or one of the probably the weakest film, and like if you do a ranking of all of them, I still probably put this above attack of the clones, even though when it comes down to it attack of the clones is probably still better like Darth Maul is awesome, Duel of the Fates is awesome. But it's a trade they're they're having a a problem about trade. A a tra- trade blockade. <laughs> so All-Star Wars happened because a trade blockade was happening. Nice. Uh, the re I mean the reason I put episode two at the bottom of the list every time is because the first thing I think of is sand and how it's coarse and it, it gets everywhere. And yeah, everything Anakin says in this movie just makes me want to die. I don't, I probably didn't have that reaction to it when I first watched this movie. And by the way, I did not see this movie 11 times in theaters. I think it was like somewhere between three and five. I don't remember how many times, but it definitely didn't make 11 times. Uh, but other than that, every other than any time Anakin, Anakin is speaking. This movie is actually definitely better than episode one. Uh, with the whole battle at the end, Yoda actually fighting with a lightsaber is awesome. Uh, And so on. Uh, It wasn't until either right before Episode 3 or right after Episode 3 that I even realized that people hated the prequels. And that I didn't realize until then that there were people who thought Star Wars was anything but awesome. It took me until 2005 to realize that. I remember I was in a D and D group. We were playing. Actually, I think we were playing Palladium, not D and D, as a different role-playing game. Uh, and it's uh, it was with one of my friends, one or two of my friends, and it was run by my one of my friend's brothers. We we're at a subway on a Saturday playing this, and I just remember. I remember vividly that someone said something about that they were going to watch episode one or something. And then my friend's brother said, careful episode one uh, leads to episode two and episode two leads to episode three. I'm like, Oh wow. I wasn't aware people didn't like these movies. I'm like, well, that's, that's a new thing. That's the first time I ever heard of someone not liking star Wars at all, or some part of star Wars. Cause I still loved it at the time and episode three for the most part is good. It's outside of Darth Vader's. No. And some, there's other parts of it, but for the most part, it's pretty good. Also, I, I, I guess I skipped over just Jar Jar Binks. Just, yeah, he's not necessary. Except for to, to give the Chancellor uh some emergency powers, yeah um, so yeah that there's there's that uh I do enjoy using uh the one line from episode three that Padme has after the Emperor declares himself the Emperor basically and uh, he, she's like this is how liberty dies to thunderous applause which for people who follow my podcast and blog I I, to- I definitely got a uh, well known uh, post of mine title from that exact moment in Star Wars so yeah it's not the first time I've used that in related to in relation to wrestling either use that when the rock beats cm punk anyways moving on uh well i mean that's all the star wars for a long time and like they had tv shows and games and all that and i recognize that a bunch of people hate the prequels I will never hate them hate them I can recognize they're not as good as the originals and I will never claim that they are because they definitely aren't I'm not one who hates them I can just recognize they're not as good meanwhile for a long period of time there a bunch of people just hated them so much Flames. Flames on the side of their face. If you don't get my reference there. Go go watch a movie. Go watch the best movie ever. It's called Clue. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that, that was a lot. That, that was in 2005. It took a decade for them to make more Star Wars movies. And I never really... I, like, I didn't need them to make more Star Wars movies. Like, if you want to say something about the the, the sequel trilogy being unnecessary, uh, I wouldn't disagree with you because I never felt like I needed them. I'm like, like, people have talked about a 7, 8, and 9 happening every now and then. I'm like, you know, I don't really need more Star Wars movies. Like, I'm fine with this. Fine with them not making any more, make more games. Like, I know there's a bunch of books, I didn't really read, I've barely read any of the books. If any. Like, I read two, I don't even think the two books that I read would be considered part of, like, part of their extended universe novels that they had. Uh, Mine were, if it's, that's what it was called, Extending Universe, like, I think I just read, like, a, jur- like, someone made a, a journal for Anakin and Padme, I think, in episode one, those are just probably separate things, so that can't possibly be, like, part of all the outside canon, and I also have, like, one dictionary for Star Wars, which had some interesting stuff in it, which I didn't read too much of that dictionary, but the stuff that I did read was pretty interesting. Uh, uh, most of the stuff that I would have been interested in is st- like st- stuff that's actually happened but, like, was off-screen. And, like, how, like, Palpatine before episode one and, like, what he was actually doing as Dar- uh, Darth Sidious and Darth Maul and, how uh, Count Dooku left and then became Sith, so on that kind of stuff that they don't actually show on in the movies. Yeah, I didn't. I they didn't really need there to be new ones, but so when they announced that there was going to be new ones, I mean, I didn't have any thoughts about it. Really, I'm just like okay, just as as long as they're good, I guess. That's it. Uh, I mean, they said that they were, um, like, the whole cast was a bunch of people I had no idea who they were, never seen them in anything before. I think most of them were just unknowns at the time, basically, and I think that was intentional. If I remember correctly what I read, they said that, I mean, the three of them um, were basically unknowns when they made the original Star Wars. So they were just going to go with that, basically. Uh, so, sure, why not? I'm just like, hope it's good. And uh, about the first thing about anything related to Star War, the new Star Wars came out, and it was racist assholes deciding to boycott the new Star Wars because the first thing they saw in the trailer was that uh, one of the main characters was a black man. And apparently, according to these racist assholes, Star Wars was not about black guys or something because, you know, that makes... No, that doesn't make any sense at all. But here, they, here these assholes are with hashtag not my Star Wars or something like that. It's kind of ridiculous that this was four years ago, actually. Feels like it was yesterday. Or it either feels like it was yesterday or it feels like it was a decade ago. I'm not even sure which one it is at this point. But there's been so much bullshit surrounding all three of these Star Wars movies now. That that feels like that long ago when it was only four years ago now. Uh, So I'm like, it's like April of 2015 and I'm ready seeing this kind of bullshit because this is the kind of world we live in now. Starting, and like, this might have been the first one. I don't, maybe, I mean, maybe there was this kind of thing before this on Twitter for other movies and I just don't remember it. But, I mean, this happen- This is commonplace now about any uh, well-known series that it happens to star uh, someone that isn't, like if they remake something, that it happens to star someone who isn't white or isn't a man or both. Everyone's fucking outraged about it. Because I, I guess they don't have an open mind and they just hate people who aren't white guys, I guess. It's as simple as that. It's like, you're just, all you're doing here is just outing yourselves as racist or sexist. So, yeah, why should, like, they make such a big deal about this and then they're like, we're gonna boycott this! Not realizing that none of us actually want them to watch it in a theater with us. We don't actually want to be near them. They're trash. We don't want to be near them. And them saying that they're not going to be there watching it with us is a good thing. That's a positive. Star Wars isn't going to lose... Star Wars not getting your money isn't going to affect them. They're going to get you're never going to make fuck tons of money anyway. Your, your $10 for your ticket is not going to be missed. (laughs) So, and this goes for any big movie that these kinds of idiots do this to. It's like you, you're, Oh, you're boycotting. No one cares because they're going to make fuck tons of money. And everyone else that's in the theater will be happy that you're not there. All you're doing is show outing yourself as an asshole that shouldn't whose opinion on anything is no longer relevant. you're a worthless human being, and we don't want to be near you so it's a it's a win win for us who are normal people who see any kinds of person on the screen, and it's perfectly fine because. It's normal. That's the reality we live in. And I'm not apologizing. Because your closed-mindedness is ruining the world for the rest of us. And we're supposed to cater to you? Go fuck yourself. And that was just the start of it. That was before the movie even came out. Now. I watched The Force Awakens. And it was great. Legitimately great. Obviously it has some issues with it. As any movie does. Every movie has issues with it. If if you're looking for there to be problems. With the movie. You will always find something. But. The amount of shit that I've seen from this movie moving forward, it only got worse. So, uh, I have, I remember the next day, I I talked to someone about it, uh, one of my friends, will remain nameless, nameless, excuse me if he were to read this, he wouldn't know who he is, because uh, it would obviously we had the conversation, but uh, I'm going to, since conveniently this, I made this into a blog post at one point, I'm just going to read the criticisms I had of the first one, then the criticisms he had that were not mine, and why they didn't make any sense whatsoever, and then, We're going to get into the whole bullshit Mary Sue thing, because that became a huge thing. So, uh, basically I go on to say that all the characters were great. Ray, Kylo, Poe, Finn, BB-8, all of them were great. All the returning ones were great so on. And Daisy Ridley has become one of my favorite actresses. Probably my third favorite actress. And so on. However, there are about six issues that I had with this movie at the time, apparently. And the first one is a pretty easy one. And one that definitely still remains to this day. Did we need another stupid Death Star thing? Because that was completely unnecessary. We already had two Death Stars. We didn't need something that was a bigger Death Star. That was completely unnecessary. Two, apparently the First Order hating the Republic because the Republic supports the Resistance just doesn't make much sense to me. What would the Republic have to do with the Resistance and why would they support them? If the Resistance is a faction fighting the First Order, and the the First Order are evil, then either the entire Republic is part of the Resistance, or the Republic is evil. So, that didn't really make much sense. Uh, They basically bitched out Captain Phasma. Uh, I mean, she's obviously supposed to be, like, the leader of the Stormtroopers, basically. And then she just gets caught and tossed down a garbage chute. And that's basically it. Uh, R2, basically just powering on at the just the right moment is convenient as hell. Uh, I mean, if if Luke had been controlling him, maybe, and then he sensed, the, sensed that they had most of the map or whatever, and then powered on R2, basically, then maybe that would have made sense. But I'm pretty sure that definitely didn't happen because... I don't think Luke wanted to be found. So it's that's not likely. Uh, the groundbreaking between Rey and Kylo right at the end of their fight was convenient. And they also did not show Kylo getting saved while the planet was being destroyed. Which you kind of needed to show that. Because otherwise he probably should have been dead after the first movie. So, those were my criticisms of it at the time. I guess not so much. I don't. Some of them still hold. Uh, I mean, a big criticism is is that it's basically another version of New Hope. Which yeah, I, I which yeah, I can understand. Uh, it doesn't bother me that it was because it was still great. Just because it it was. Similar doesn't mean it wasn't great, and as long as episode eight wasn't like episode five, which it wasn't, seemed kind of similar in parts, but everything is going to call back to other things. Uh, but no, it episode eight did, did not do that. So, uh, but some okay. So the the criticisms my friend had of this movie that weren't ones that I already said. Uh, One, it was, is that it was all daddy issues for Kylo Ren, which is both irrelevant and stupid, because all of Star Wars is mommy or daddy issues. Every episode has that in them. And also, we don't know why he hated his dad. Well, there, he also said we don't know why uh, Ben Solo hated his dad. Uh, in which uh, the response to that is, well, there's two more movies. You don't find everything out at once, and you can't expect to. Which leads to another one, which made absolutely no sense at all. No other Star Wars movie has left things this open. Which makes no sense whatsoever. Like, you left things open, like, there is a bunch of questions, like, we haven't found everything out yet? Well, of course we haven't! It's the first movie in a trilogy! You think they're going to answer everything in the first movie? Then what are, gonna, what are they going to do in the other two? And, like, if no other Star Wars movie has done this, well... Technically, that's wrong. Uh, because... Episode 4 came out, and then they had to wait however many years until Episode 5 came out, and then they had to wait however many years until Episode 6 came out. We weren't alive when this happened. We were born after Episode 6 was already out. So when we watched Episode 4, we could just then pop in Episode 5 and watch that and then pop in Episode 6. We don't have that experience. That doesn't mean that... this is the only Star Wars movie that's left things this open. After the first Star after episode four came out, you could have said that about that. Then it would have been true because it's the only Star Wars movie, but they didn't have any more answers about things in, after episode four than we did after episode seven. Uh, so like we we don't have that experience, but that does, that's so that's not true. But it that would be true for the people who were alive at the time. Since we we could just pop into the DVDs or VHS, we didn't have that problem. That doesn't mean that at one point this wasn't true for that movie. That you're trying to say is true of this, which makes this completely false because there was definitely a movie that left things more open than this one did we just weren't alive at the time and you can't say that of episode one two or three because i mean episode one was a new movie but you knew what had to happen in the the prequel trilogy because we already know how things are in episodes four five and six so you know from episode one what's going to happen between episodes one two and three like I remember sitting with a different friend and talking to him before episode three came out and like, well, this is all the things that have to happen in episode three because we we this is how things are in episode four. So, like, we know that okay, Anakin's gonna have to turn evil because that's obviously he becomes Darth Vader, he's gonna have to get burned or whatever to need the Darth Vader suit and so on. Uh all these Jedi are probably going to die or something's going to happen. Uh Palpatine's going to reveal himself as the Emperor. Uh, although, actually, recently I realized that in Episode 4, uh the Emperor... No one realizes... Be, no one besides Darth Vader realizes that the Emperor is a Sith. They know Darth Vader is, but they don't realize... Like, because the only few people who knew in Episode 3 that uh, Palpatine was a Sith Lord were Anakin. And three people who got... uh, uh, And three other people, Obi-Wan, Yoda, and the one, uh, Bail Organa. And the other ones, all were killed. So Yoda and Obi-Wan go off into hiding. Uh, Anakin, obviously, is evil. And so the only other people who might know are the people in in the Rebellion, if Baal got on New, which you could probably presume that he does, that uh, the Emperor is a Sith. So some people within the Rebellion might know. But as far as people within... As far as the masses know, they don't real they don't know the Emperor is a Sith. Because he never he it's only that was contained basically to that one fight and to a few the few other people who were aware of that fight after Mace Windu was killed and then Anakin turns turns bad. Uh, because the one senator or not senator, the one guy uh not Muff Tark Grand Muff Tarkin. But the one guy in the Dust Star in Episode 4, the one that Vader chokes. He says that Vader is the last one who believes in the Force. Basically. Without re- without saying anything about the Emperor. I mean, obviously he is aware of the Emperor. But apparently he doesn't th- realize the Emperor is a Sith, because otherwise he would have said, you and the Emperor are the only two. But anyways, that, w- that was a thing. Uh, regardless like you, you hit, so the, the, in the prequels, you don't, you know what has to happen. So those aren't open at all. Some of the details that you might not be privy to, but you know, what has the general things that have to happen before episode four. So that's not a thing. Uh, three, Ray has to take down Kylo Ren or Ray was able to take down Kylo Ren too easily. Uh, we're going to get to that. Uh, Ray's and Finn's friendship grew too quickly that does So? They saved each other's lives, for one. And that also doesn't make any sense. Like, how is that even a criticism? Regardless, there's some flaws. But the whole big thing and the, the third one ties into this is that Ray is what's called a Mary Sue. And Which, which you may know, was started by Max Landis, who is has subsequently been outed as an asshole, and who abuses women, and so on. So, needless to say, his opinion on anything is not worthwhile, and it's a shame because it's a shame. It a huge shame because of that one wrestling video that he made that I can no longer watch because he's such because to... that was a great video but it's a fucking asshole and he notably started this uh... so uh... yeah one second. I'm going to get the definition of Mary Sue. Just in case anyone doesn't know what it is. So, basically, it's a, a type of female character who is depicted as unrealistically lacking in flaws or weaknesses. And I think the male version of that might be called a Gary Stew from something that I read, unless that's not true. But regardless. uh, So basically, their, their complaints are that she picks up everything far too easily, that she can use the Force too easily, that she can defeat Kylo Ren without ever training with a lightsaber or anything, and so on, that she never fails at anything. So uh which is so completely bogus because they don't even think about anything. They just see a female character and decide that she's John Cena basically because he 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 compared her to John Cena because he he was also a wrestling fan, and John Cena was that type of character that no, he always won without any issue. Uh, so if she never like so any, she just does things easily. And now after seeing episode nine, it, every what you learn in episode nine completely negate. Like if anyone still believes it for some reason doesn't make any sense, because it completely negates any of this, even though it was bogus to begin with, so uh, first and foremost you do realize that before she fights Kylo with a lightsaber Chewie shoots him in the arm one Finn burns him with a lightsaber two, so Kylo is already injured When she starts to fight him. He's also not completely trained on it, clearly, because Snoke says so. That he needs to complete his training. So he obviously does not have full mastery of the lightsaber or anything like that, because that's part of his training. So, he's not like this master with the lightsaber or anything. But... They also failed to realize that Ray has this stick weapon from the beginning of the movie, and you she's very proficient with it, And when you think about it, how different is a lightsaber from this goddamn stick or staff? Look we'll out a staff. How different? Sure, the staff is two ha- is a two-handed weapon, and it has two ends. You knock, you knock off half that staff. What do you have? I mean, it might not be a laser sword, but you're still you're you're still gripping it. You're still gripping it the same way, basically. It's not much different. It really isn't. So the fact that you can't put two and two together and realize, oh, maybe she might be good with this weapon. It's not like she then picked up a gun. And then shot it easily, without any like without having used that. Not that we know whether she has any training with or any kind of beam weapon either, which maybe she did. If it's not on the screen, just because it's not on the screen doesn't mean it, it happened. Like she's—I don't know how old she is, but she's at least a young adult. She's been surviving on a basically a desert planet for the most part since she's like what five years old living by herself having to survive on her own you might think she might have some survival skills guys how else did she live for so long like she had to learn multiple languages to be able to communicate with other people not just she has she has to have some fighting skills, otherwise, how did she survive? She had to be able, she had to know computer parts or uh, spaceship parts because she had to sell them for food. She, like, she's the freaking survivor. How the fuck else did she get, how did, how else did she live on Jakku for that long? Come on, guys. You might think that she might be able to use a lightsaber. Not that difficult. God. You just just saw saw a woman and you decided that she couldn't do that because she's not a man. Even though the the, the clues to her being able to use this were right in front of your face the whole time. They've been showing her using this staff... Well, since the be near the beginning of the movie. I d- okay. Now, the Force Towers you have a little more you, you have a little more uh validity to that than the staff part or the lightsaber However, she's able to use the force because she, you know, learns. Just because she 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 failed at it the first time, you might you might think that maybe there's a reason that she can do this that we just don't know yet, and maybe you need to wait to see the rest of the movies to know why. But you you just can't accept that fact and have to have everything spoon fed to you immediately. Oh, well, if you if if you find out exactly why she can do this in the first movie, then what's the point in the other two movies? The reveal is the reveal happens later on for reasons. It's called anticipation. It wasn't difficult to figure out that there was definitely a reason, and we just didn't know it yet. I mean, at the time we thought, oh, she's, she's probably Luke's daughter or related to somebody, and she was. Wasn't exactly who we thought it was, but considering who she was related to, pretty obvious to see why she was able to use these powers so easily. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much uh, the end of that. So, like, if you can, like, after all that, if you still call her a Mary Sue, your opinion is just not relevant about about it anymore. It's it's just a joke. Like, you're just trying to find reasons. Not to... Not to like this at this point. So, like... Again, the criticisms I had of it... Are definitely valid. Yeah, it was a lot like A New Hope. I get it. That didn't bother me. I guess... Because, like, everyone was... Hating on... The prequel so much that... They probably just decided... Oh, well, let's make it like the original. They'll like that. And then they... Got hating on because it was too much like the original. Oh, whatever. What are you gonna do? Oh, and people were mad that they killed Han. Okay. Really? You're that mad? Uh, people were pissed off that uh, after the after they got back from destroying Star Base, that uh, Leia just completely passed by Chewie and hugged Ray. This is really what we're nitpicking at right now? Uh, you're, just, you're just trying to find reasons to hate these movies now at this point. Okay, give me a second here. I need to pause and start another recording because they're at 48 minutes. And so now we get to everyone's favorite movie. The last, should I? Everyone's favorite movie. This one I mean this one just makes everyone either fucking insane and want to rage about it endlessly. Or, and and there's another group that really loves it, and i really i really like it again i don't i don't hate any star wars movie i don't, the the at most i get to is i just don't care and that's that one is uh for solo I just don't care about solo, but I don't hate it it just wasn't necessary uh Regardless, the reaction to this movie is so awful that I can barely even watch it anymore. It's not because it's a bad movie, because it's not a bad movie. It's a great movie. Parts of it should have been done differently. Sure. But that's, uh, that's, again, every movie has parts that should have been done differently but I just I can't think of this movie without thinking of what an awful reaction that all these assholes on Twitter had about it and I just it's it's tough to deal with and want to actually watch this movie like I saw it in theaters twice and I bought it on DVD. It's probably the last DVD that I bought. And it's not the last one, but it's close to the last one. I think I watched it one time after buying it on DVD. And I did not watch it again until a couple weeks ago. In, uh, leading up to Rise of Skywalker coming out. Just because any mention... Of this movie online. And. You'll probably get. A swarm. Of people just yelling at you angrily. For no reason. You didn't ask for it. But of course you got it because. This. Was so fucking divisive. And I have no idea why. Because outside of. This pointless journey to a casino planet, which was completely unnecessary, the rest of it is really good. So I don't understand. I get that it was very different from Force Awakens. That doesn't make it bad. I really liked it. You just didn't need the Cantabite shit. Uh... But that's really about it. Oh, they killed Snoke, and we didn't have any information on him. Didn't know what, what where, where he came from. So, you were already complaining that we didn't know anything about him. Now you're complaining that they killed him? Can't have both. If you're upset that we don't know anything about him, you can't be mad that he's dead. Because now you're implying that he he meant something to you, but you don't know shit about him. There are amazing parts of this movie. Like, Rey and Kylo fighting those Imperial guards after Snoke is dead is one of the best scenes in Star Wars. All of it. You can't tell me that scene wasn't awesome. It was fucking incredible. Uh... uh the moment where uh, Holdo, I think is her name, Laura Dern's character goes through the ship through hyperspace and just destroys that entire part of the fleet is fucking amazing. But you, you go ahead and tell me that this is this is bad. Oh, Luke threw away the lightsaber. So people change just cuz it's different from what you grew up with does not make it bad. Oh, it ruined my childhood. How dare they ruin your childhood? If a if a Star Wars movie being roughly different, somewhat different than these other Star Wars movies that you watched is something that ruins your childhood. Well, you must have had a pretty good childhood if that's the only thing that could have possibly ruined it. Because there are a bunch of other people in the world who are not as lucky as you to have a childhood that apparently is so so good that the only thing that could ruin it is so that a movie was hurt. A movie was different than something else that they remembered. How much privilege do you have to have to think that, oh, this ru- there's a lot of worse things happening to other people than this movie being slightly different. I thought people rate this as the worst Star Wars movie, and it's just a fucking joke. I mean, it's not the best one. Sure. I mean, like, even if I love 7, 8, and 9, which I do, uh, I'm not putting them above Episode Four. Because Natasha's is always gonna win. I love, I love the char- I love all the main characters and the new ones. I love Raiden than- more than I love Luke, and I won't apologize for that. Because, quite frankly, she's a better character. Oh, you don't know much about her. Oh no called learning throughout the three movies (sighs) you know whatever Uh, they hate that Leia can fly back to the ship apparently after she doesn't die oh she never used force powers before yes she did she hears Luke talk to her. And Empire Strikes Back. She knows that he's not on the Death Star when it explodes. Just because she doesn't physically pull something towards her f- with her hand doesn't mean it didn't happen. I don't know. There's however many years, like 15 years between these movies. Maybe she learned. And she did. Just watch episode 9, you'll see that. They don't need, like, but they have to force feed, or spoon feed, images of her training into episode 9 now. Because you idiots have decided that if we, you don't see her training, she never did. Can't accept that, the fact that maybe in the past 15 years, maybe she learned how to use the force. For fuck. Oh, we've never, even if she didn't know how to use the Force, that doesn't mean she can do that. Maybe there are Force powers you don't know about. Just because the only Force powers we're aware of is the mind trick, and pushing and pulling something, or lifting something up, and Force lightning, and being aware of things, just because that's the only ones we've seen before, doesn't mean there aren't more Force powers. It shouldn't be that hard to comprehend. That may that as time goes by they might learn some other things. The same goes for Luke projecting his entire being across the galaxy, apparently. Which killed him, by the way. It's not like it had no consequence. I don't understand how you could be mad that there might be more force powers that you don't know about. Oh, well, that goes against this from that So, Not everyone is even aware of that. This goes against rule 3.46125 3. of article 7.512 of, of Jedi Force Abilities. In this text that's on, uh, I think the planet's called Octu, where Luke is. I just learned that that planet's name was Octu a few weeks ago, by the way. Because I never really say it in the movie. (laughs) So, it goes against this thing in this one book, this obscure fact. So, so what? How many people know that? Come on guys. The little scene at the end with the with the kids that wasn't necessary. It's just I'll never understand how people are this mad about it. People CinemaSins were mad that it was all about gasoline. Okay. Again, I'm not saying that these have to be your favorite Star Wars movies ever or anything. Of course not. But the reaction to them is just garbage. And I can barely even watch these movies which are good because of people... Oh, and let's not leave out the fact that so many people bullied uh, the actress who played Rose, uh, Kelly Marie Tran, so much that she quit uh, social media in general, at least Twitter, because they just kept bullying her for whatever reason. She didn't do anything bad in the movie. There's nothing wrong with her character. Her performance wasn't bad, so I, I don't, I I just, I don't understand. This is what you do. This is what these assholes do. They just, they're just mad about a movie for some reason, and they take it all out on one person, who happens to be an Asian woman, and attack her. Just like they attacked Daisy Ridley on Instagram for other, I don't know, even remember why, but they attacked Daisy Ridley before this, between the first and second movie. And she's deleted, she deleted her Instagram too. Like these are human beings, guys. All they did was play the roles they were given You're mad about the movie? Be mad at the responsible party. They didn't do anything wrong. Grow up. Be better. Be worthwhile humans. So. Just. The two year period between episode eight and now episode nine. Like. I get super hyped for movie movies from things that I I love, but up until just a month ago, until like a month ago, I wasn't even hyped for this movie at all because of this fucking toxic fan base that I just can't deal with. I don't, I I just can't talk to people about Star Wars anymore. Like the same friend that I t- told you about had criticisms about. Episode 7. I didn't even talk to him about anything about episode 8 until like months, several months after the fact. He didn't say, he didn't post about it on Facebook or anything. I'm like, which surprised me, to be honest, because he loves to bitch about movies on Facebook. But he didn't. But I'm like, you know what? I don't even need to know. I already know that he hated it. I'm not exactly sure why, because I didn't ask. But I'm. I already know that he hated it. Just because I know. And he did. For similar reasons I've already mentioned. So, until a few weeks ago, I wasn't even excited for this movie. Just because I'm like, well, the same people are just going to decide that they hate the movie. And that's it. That's all it's going to amount to. Now they got... J.J. J. Abrams back, who did episode 7 after Ryan Johnson let, stopped after episode 8. And I loved episode 9. Apparently it's getting mixed reviews, which every movie gets mixed reviews because nothing is solidly loved or solidly hated. Either, but it's always mixed reviews. So, like, I've I never really cared about movie critics' reviews to begin with. Because they always review things that I like poorly for the most part, so their opinions have never been relevant to me. There's like one movie reviewer that I listen to and put any stock into his opinion because the few times that I haven't agreed with him, I can at least see where the guy is coming from most of the time. There's been few movies where where it's different where i very much disagree with him (laughs) and for the most part when i watched this review of episode nine i could understand where he's coming from and i would probably agree with it i still love the movie uh but episode nine like if you put the three of them together they kind of don't fit together. And I can see that. I can understand that, because episode 9 is probably where you think the whole series is going after episode 7, but episode 8 is so different because Ryan Johnson decided to go a different way, which is fine. I'm not saying that that's bad. I don't think he did a bad job or anything. I thought he did a good job. I liked all three of these. However, when you can put them together, they don't they don't fit. And they decided to go back to EPSA, like go back to JJ J. Abrams. And he basically just either undid some stuff that Ryan Johnson did, or he just kind of yada yada some stuff to make it fit to what he was going to do to begin with. And I can understand why that's, why that makes it not fit. And I I totally see where you're coming from with that. But I also can't blame them one single bit for after the fucking terrible fan reaction that Episode 8 got that they went back to this. I cannot blame them for that. Because people are fucking assholes. I wouldn't have been upset if they went with whatever direction that ryan johnson was trying to go with it that would have been fine it would have been really diff. i again i love star wars but been really difficult for them to do something that would have made me like legitimately hate it i don't even know what that would have been again i have criticisms of the movie as i would any other movie but like people say clearly they had no roadmap from episode seven through episode nine. And I can completely under, I can completely see that. Yeah, they definitely did not. They didn't know where they were going with this and they absolutely should have before they even started to film. They should have known exactly where it was going from episode seven through episode nine. You write the whole, at least the main parts and the main parts of the story of of episode seven, eight, and nine from the start, and then you can fill in some gaps that you don't need exactly that from the get go. But the big parts of the mo- the the trilogy, you need to know. You need to know what your start, your b- middle, and your end. You need to know that. And you probably should have just had J J. Abrams do all three. Not saying Ryan Johnson did a bad job, obviously, because obviously everybody said that he did he did well. However, it's quite clear that the two of them did two completely different things and then you went back to the first one. So if anything, if you're gonna do two and then one, you should have had Ryan Johnson do the first one and Abrams do the second two. Or have Abrams do the first one, and Johnson do the second two. Or you should have just had one do all three. So you didn't have different directors doing different things, messing things up. That is the biggest criticism I can have of the trilogy as a whole. I still like them. They do... Uh, Abrams does the best he could to go back to what he had and I I will never blame them for that after the reaction that they got even if they should have went a different direction that Johnson was going which would have been fine uh, but I'm going to need some time before I start to actually get into episode 9 because I have some work to do, so I'm going to pause here. Anyways, uh, back from work related stuff. So, uh, one interesting thing that I wanted to mention about the series as a whole is that obviously the originals 4, 5, and 6 were obviously done first. and then then 1, 2, and 3 are done later. But you look at uh, 1, 2, and 3, and obviously since they were done in the 90s, like obviously technology advanced, and they look a lot nicer, and so on, than 4, 5, and 6 do. Because obviously technology evolves with the times, and now eight and nine look even better, of course uh, it's like so like if you were to watch it from one, episode one to episode nine, it's kind of it could probably be a little jarring to go from decent quality to uh well, this is clearly made in the eighties to like high quality special effects and so on, but actually like if you think about it, and you look at the series as a whole, I feel like it kind of fits. Because the first up until the very end of episode three, uh, it's, we have a fairly well functioning government for the most part. Uh, and everything's pretty prosperous throughout the galaxy for the most part outside of like Tatooine. And so it's not really so. The fact that it's kind of like visually represented by everything looks nice. Everything is a lot nicer than. Uh, it seems like everything is good and everything looks pretty and all that. Well, that's because good. To, well, it kind of fits considering that those are pretty good times throughout most of the galaxy, and then. Once the empire takes over, then you go to 4, 5 and 6 and it looks pretty desolate through most of it, but considering they're under a fascist regime, it kind of makes makes sense that it it looks like it looks worse. So it's not that it wasn't intentionally done this way, but Serendipity, circumstance just helped them out there. And then, obviously, after the fascist regi- regime was taken down, there's some damage throughout where you see all these, all this stuff on Jakku, all these Star Destroyers and whatnot. But for the most part, things are pretty good again, and things look nice again. So I, I, I find That to be an interesting juxtaposition through the series. Anyways, we're getting to episode 9 now. So, if you haven't seen episode 9, you should probably not listen to the rest of this until you do watch episode 9. Or in case you just don't give a fuck and you just want to listen to it anyway. Because obviously we're getting to spoilers. Which... Most of this was supposed to be about episode nine to begin with, but I didn't really want to start with episode nine and then talk about everything else. So we're doing episode nine now in the proper time. So turn it off if you don't want spoilers. Three, two, one. All right. Let's talk about episode 9. So... One of my few criticisms of this movie... That I haven't really talked about... is, Is that the first 30 minutes or so of this movie... Are so rapidly paced... And frantic... That there's just a lot going on. Like, they've just moved from... One thing to the next. Very little time in between. And they jump through explanations of s- several things that haven't been answered, like, instantly. Uh, Kylo takes down a bunch of people. I, just, like, I don't even know what race of people this would have been. On what planet that he was. Took him down, and he found this... Uh, p- wayfinder what's called a Sith wayfinder to the planet Exegol which is basically the Sith homeworld or something in the outer regions which people can't really find and he takes it and he goes to Exegol because in the crawl you find out that the Emperor has spoken to people because the Emperor is alive we don't know how the Emperor survived and you don't find out you just assume that it was some kind of dark uh Sith magic or some shit. But, I mean, he's the fucking Emperor. Really, it's not a surprise. So, the Emperor, apparently, has been alive this whole time. I mean, he was dead for some time, but he's been alive throughout the course of all these movies, dating back to at least When Rey was dropped on Jakku. Somewhat before then. We'll get to that. So. Kylo finds the Emperor. On this planet. Under some kind of upside down pyramid. The Emperor is just kind of attached to this machine. He's just kind of hanging around. Like he can move around. But he can't. He clearly has to be. On this machine, otherwise, he wouldn't have been on it. Uh, He just looks, he looks more like a zombie than anything. And then, uh, so basically, he made Snoke. He literally made him, he made, because there's this vat of just a bunch of Snokes in it. And one of them must have just been sent out into the world to find Kylo find Ben Solo then that's how that all happened so the Emperor has been using Snoke as a puppet so it, the whole thing has been the Emperor the whole time and now the Emperor wants the girl dead aka Ray, obviously or brought to her or brought to him uh so, that's what he wants, although Kylo is going to try to kill the Emperor, and probably he wants Rey there to help with that, but he wants her to turn to the dark side, and she doesn't want to do that. So you see her, and she's training, running a training course. She gives away, This like, she does not succeed at the training course. So she is not a Mary Sue. She did not succeed. Thank you. Uh, she hands over the lightsaber to Leia. Obviously, obviously Leia is not actually there because obviously, as we know, Carrie Fisher is passed. Um, I don't. It's a tough decision, but she still has to be in the movie because her character was not dead. You couldn't just have her not exist. Uh, so they did the best they could with it I'm not going to take away from it or take anything away from the movie because of it it is what it is it's not, It's old footage I guess but anyways Ray gives away the lightsaber uh, uh, Poe and Finn got information about uh, what the First Order's plan is, and so on, and from a spy within the First Order. By the way, they also rose rose up a fuck ton of de- uh, star destroyers above Exegol. All of them have planet-killing devices, because of course they do. Not, a, it's not a Star Wars weapon. It can't blow up a planet. Uh, and they're going to call themselves the Final Order. So, yeah, that's their main main thing, is that within a day and a half, all these Star Destroyers are just going to show up and attack everyone. So, yeah. So they decide that they have to go find a way to get to Exegol and stop this. Uh, so they go to this planet, uh, the three of them: Ray, Poe, Finn, and Chewie, and BB-8. So that's five of them. I'm sorry. Uh, they all go to this planet. I don't. I don't remember the name of this planet. Some festival is going on. Uh, but they need to find a ship of some some guy that had was last that last had the thing that they needed. Because there's only two of these. These fifth wayfinders. Because that's the only way to get to Exegol. Is is to have these. So. uh, So they go. They're going through here. And then. Kylo sees Rey. And then Kylo knows where she is. Because she has this necklace. And then they track her down there. Because they know. That's where she's at. From that necklace, uh, some people find them, and hey, it's Lando. Lando's here, and they're gonna gonna help them. So they're try- they take some speeders after uh, stormtroopers see them, and they just escape to the area where the ship is. After a battle. And this ship. It's a significant ship. It's it's the ship that Ray's parents were on. When she was left on Jakku. Because why not? Uh, But before they can get to the ship. They end up in quicksand. And get pulled in. Yay. So they're underground now. And... Ray heals the snake's wound, so they don't get attacked by it. So she knows another force Tower. That's totally the first only time we're gonna see that happen. Uh, but they 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 escape from that. They get to the ship. But uh, she, everyone goes in the ship besides Ray, who just kind of stands and looks across, and she knows that uh. Kylo Ren is on the other side of this ridge or something. So, as Chewie leaves the ship to tell tell her that uh, the ship's ready to take off, uh, Chewie is captured by the First Order. And then, while this is happening, Kylo comes down in a ship and you see this in the trailer. She jump like just as it gets right to her, she jumps and she takes off its wing and it crashes, and so on. So then, Finn Finn sees that uh, Chewie got captured, tells her, and then you see the transport taking him up, and she tries to f- use the Force and bring it down, and then Kylo comes up to her from. His ship, and then he tries to force it away. They have a huge tug of war with it, and then all of a sudden, force lightning comes out of her hand and destroys the ship. Oh my God, Chewie's dead. Chewie's totally dead. Chewie's definitely dead. Anyway, so they're upset, upset about that, but ultimately they get away and they escape, but they're sad. You immediately see that Chewie is still alive. He was on a different ship, because of course he was. It's just a movie fakeout. Uh, so, uh, they got... Oh, this. they needed a dagger. Uh, the dagger had Sith writing on it, which C-3PO... Committed to memory, even though they no longer have this dagger. I think the First Order took it, because Chewie had it. Yeah, that's what happened. Uh, but C-3PO cannot tell them what it means, because his programming re- uh, refuses to let, him, to let him do so. So they have to bring him to another planet where Poe used to live, or at least work on when he used to be a spice runner I guess uh, so they go there and they wipe C-3PO's memory because, so they can get uh, the information they need which basically tells them that they need to go to the forest moon of Endor or, so, or, another, or another area close to Endor the, whatever the first order captures the, uh, comes down there but then they they go onto the, uh, the star destroyer to rescue Chewie and get the dagger and they basically succeed in this after some I mean they get captured but then Hux shoots the Guys that were gonna kill them because Hux is, of course, the spy. Helps them, not to help them, but to mess up, uh, or to screw over Kylo. Basically, that's his entire goal. Then has them shoot him in the arm, so they they w- won't know that he's a spy. But they shoot him in the leg. Regardless, uh, Kylo. Is that ray is in his uh is in his chambers and then he comes up there and he tells her that she is a palpatine and that's why the emperor wants her cuz the emperor had her parents killed because she is his granddaughter and she doesn't want to accept that so she basically just jumps out of the ship onto the Millennium Falcon. And they leave. But they got Chewie back at least. Uh, They go to the forest moon of Endor and they find where the Wayfinder is and it's uh, on the Death Star, part of the Death Star that has fallen onto the planet or onto the moon but it's in the middle of a river. And then some people show up that are also former storm stormtroopers like Finn. And that have mutinied and they all just live on this moon now. So Finn and this, uh, uh, her name's Shanna, I believe, character bond over that. Meanwhile, Rey goes, goes onto a ship through all these, way uh rough waters climbs up to where the wayfinder is, but then uh Kyle was there, and then they have an epic battle, basically during the battle you, uh Leia basically realizes that the only way to stop this is I guess to die, so she calls to Ben. And then she dies, and at, he hears he hears this, and as he hears this, then uh, Leia or uh, Ray uh, basically just defeats him, hits him with the lightsaber, and he's he so basically he was going to die, but then Ray saves him with the force healing, and that. That's basically the end of that. Uh, So she leaves, and later you see Kylo, who is now just Ben Solo, because he's he's basically done being a bad guy after that. Uh, You see him, and then he turns around, and there's a vision of Han. And they basically just have a very similar moment to the moment where he, he kills Han says the same thing and whatnot. There's a lot of say a lot of use of phrases that have already been used in the series, even several times within just this movie that happened. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, he needs, he needs help. So he's going to, uh, Ray leaves and goes back to back to Octo and just like starts burning everything to the ground because she's not very pleased with the fact that she's a palpatine, basically, and so uh, she goes to throw the lightsaber and Luke's force goes catches it. They talk and then he gives her uh Leia's lightsaber, which is buried in a, a, a secret chamber within his quarters and whatnot. And she had, she still has a Wayfinder found. I don't exactly remember how that she got the other one, but uh, he raises his X-Wing out of the water. Call back to episode five. And... She flies to Exegol and shows the rest of the Resistance the way there so that they uh, they can follow her there while Lando and Chewie go find help across the galaxy for more ships because there is a fuck ton of ships. Uh, meanwhile, like one Star Destroyer destroys the one planet they were on earlier where C-3PO got his mind wiped. Anyways, she goes there uh she uh and confronts the Emperor who expects her to kill him so he can uh his powers can be transferred to her basically, and that she could just become him reincarnated essentially she can be the Empress uh, anyways they they form a plan to take out the star destroyers it doesn't go very well for the beginning until a bunch of ships show up with Chewie and Lando. Then it it starts to go better for them, obviously. Uh, Then Ben shows up. He takes out the Knights of Ren. After... Ray, who had two lightsabers, like forced, uh, use the force to give him the lightsaber through the air. Basically, he takes them out, and then uh, she refuses to kill kill him, and he refuses. They refuse to kill the emperor, so he decides, well, fuck it. Then I'm just going to take your life force and live on forever. Or whatever, so he takes their life energy, and Ben is tossed off a cliff. It seems so ben he's just then he uh just starts using his force lightning on all the goddamn ships until she gets back up after connecting with all the previous Jedi I because uh, the Emperor is all the Sith, and now she is all the Jedi, and then he just uses Force lightning on her, but he def- she starts deflecting it with the lightsaber back at him. Doesn't do enough until she brings back the second lightsaber, and then uses both of them, and eventually it's just enough to kill him. For good this time. That's it, presumably. Uh. So that basically just takes down everything. They take out the star destroyers, but then Finn can tell that Ray is dead. And then he see, then that happens. Ben comes back. Ben uses the force ceiling on her, basically gives her his entire life spirit, so that she can survive. And then they kiss, which is completely unnecessary. That didn't need to happen. And then he dies. Like. Didn't need that kiss. They, they—that was completely unnecessary But it happened. So great. Uh. Anyways, um. Uh, they go home. Chewie gets a medal. Uh, R two fixes C three pos memory. Han and, or, not Han. Uh, Lando and Shanna bond. They're going to go on missions together or something. And then uh, Ray buries both Luke and Leia's lightsaber at Luke's farm, old farm where he grew up at. Then some random old woman asks her who she is. She's uh, she's Ray, and she's like Ray who, and she's. Ray Skywalker, and that's the end. Yay. So, of course, people will find reasons to hate this movie. Don't really know why, outside of criticisms that I already had. Apparently, someone thought that ending was stupid, and someone said it was like, I'm Ray Star Wars. End of movie. That's it, no less dumb. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's a tweet I saw earlier today. There's nothing dumb about that, you idiot. At this point, if you're trying to find reason, like, if you're calling this movie anything less than great, you're intentionally fooling yourself just so you have reasons to hate it. So this movie was great. I don't understand the problem. I I understand those criticisms that I already had of it. And that kiss didn't need to happen. But, I'll, I'll never understand how Star Wars fans can love something so much that they hate it a lot. Because that's all they seem to want to do. And yeah. It's like I just I don't understand. All three movies were great. I'm seeing this movie again Later today, I was gonna try to wait till after I did, or after I saw it a second time, to do this. But I just I don't have the time to not do this now. Doing another podcast tomorrow. Uh, Other than that, I don't know if there's much else to talk about. Uh, so I think we're going to call that a, my Star Wars podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Have a little-